thanks for jumping in with Far Flung Tin Can. And I don't know where you're watching this. Um, if you're not watching and just listening, this episode will probably work for listening and not watching. You're saying you, Steven's not a video podcast kind of person? <laughs> no, I'm saying the last episode that we recorded probably needs to be watched because it was gear-related. Top 10 things that we want to take with us on. Yeah. This is not show this and tell. This is not show and tell. This Steven is just tell. Was built for a listening audience. <laughs> just tell. <laughs> Don't show. Um, today we're going to jump into hearing about one of, man, one of like the office oh, yeah. favorites. All of our go-to Stephen Kawakami and his story, which I'm excited to hear because I feel like I've only gotten pieces of it. So um, let's jump in with this. Just kind of introduce yourself, your origin story. How he was bit by a spider. <laughs> yeah. And then I want to hear about the relationship you have with Kyle. How did you guys meet? Because I don't know any of that. Like, how were you there from the inception of Far Flung? Let's jump in with that. Yeah. So, like Brian said, my name is Steven Kawakami. And uh, my origin, um, I'm Japanese. So, I come from Japan. So my favorite question I get from strangers is, what are you? <laughs> they don't know how to ask, like, what ethnicity are That's you? What nationality are you? Yeah. Do a lot what of strangers you? walk up to you and ask what yeah, are you? Yeah, like if I'm checking out the grocery store, if I give like somebody my name, they're like, well, they just what, say, what are, are you? I get asked the same thing, but usually I'm holding puppets. Yeah. And they just say, what are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a question nobody ever asked me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel, I feel reduced <laughs> right. as a person. Um, but anyway, okay. um, that's my name. And uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I met Kyle at, uh, at Lee University in Campus Choir. He was the president. My first interaction with him, I think, was outside of the audition was the day after. We had a rehearsal, I think, on Friday or something like that, but I remember hopping in the in the jeep with you, Jojo and Ko, to go down to Chattanooga to pick out our suits. And Jojo came. Yeah, Jojo was there for whatever reason. I don't. I don't know. That's strange because Jojo is a woman um, who doesn't need a suit, right? Or hang out with us. I don't know. But at the time, was... she would have been single, so it wouldn't have been weird for her to like hang out with you guys. No, but that no, it still would have. But <laughs> I wonder, you know, I would be over like men's suits, and then someone else maybe. Maybe she was over like yeah. the women's outfits. That's but that's an odd pairing with the four yeah. of us. And and Kyle had these awesome uh, Dolce and Gabbana glasses. See, I do wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. I put my glasses on because I couldn't read today. He goes, "Oh, those are real glasses." Yeah, yeah, and they're they're pretty big with the big DNG on the side, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's what I, my first encounter with Kyle Phillippe was, and from that moment on, I knew I'd be connected with him for the rest of my life <laughs> because of the, the glasses. glasses. Because of the glasses, he got you with the glasses, and then you, and your roots with Far Flung, getting involved there. Yeah, so Far Flung. I mean, obviously Kyle started it. It was about my junior year, I think, sophomore junior year at Lee, and uh, they did a film in Ecuador, and then Kyle showed the film to, to Campus Choir, his uh, captive audience. 
<laughs> and I saw it. I was like, man, I, I have to be a part of this because Kyle pretty much tapped me as the video historian, which basically with Campus Choir, there's officers and people do different things. And so video historian is responsible for capturing moments of choir and then putting together a final film at the end of the year to kind of recap the year. And so I did that. And so um, I guess you did that for two years and then somebody else did it for a year. Then, then it was my turn. So like I already had that kind of experience filming live events and things like that. And so um, I saw the first um, film from Ecuador and I told Kyle, I was like, Hey man, like I want to be involved. How do like, how do we do this? And uh, yeah. So after that, it was kind of like in my heart, wanted to be involved with missions. Missions has always been a big part of my life and just ministry in general. And so I graduated the university with a telecommunications degree so I could go work at uh, Verizon or AT&T, which a lot of people said I should do with my telecommunications degree. Um, Cause I didn't understand what that was. And anyway, see that, that went over great. <laughs> um <clears throat> But yeah, I'm one of the people who don't understand what that is. Yeah, like telecommunications, so. you think like telephones, yeah. right? So you yeah. can go work for a wireless carrier Sprint. or something. Yeah, Sprint. That's right. But now you work for the world's longest distance call, 10 can operation. <laughs> that went over good too. <laughs> the old double down. <laughs> I'm, I'm known as old double down. I'm trying to, I try to dig him out of a hole and I jumped in there with him. Yeah. With an excavator. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, being video historian and doing what you do in Far Flung, um, unless you've been handed a camera at a crucial moment, people don't realize that, like, you don't get to actively participate in the most monumental moments in Far Flung or in Camp Squire, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you are a video historian. Yep. Um, so there's not, um, there's not a big pool of people that are like, I want to go travel the world. I want to go do these crazy adventures, but I want to, uh, make sure that the story gets told. What is it that's causing you to choose that route over what everybody else is wanting to do? Yeah. So really what happened when I was in high school, I was playing guitar in the youth band and I was so used to worshiping without an instrument without chord progressions and watching a leader and following the leader that I learned how to worship through an instrument, right? I learned how to worship playing chords because that's all I could do. I couldn't do anything else other than play chords, but I learned how to do that. And then when I get to campus choir, it's kind of the same thing you're saying. It's like these monumental moments in campus choir where everybody's going out and praying for people on the altar and healings are happening and whatever else is going on in the room. And here I am grabbing a camera and just capturing these moments. And I'm, but it was in that, in that season of life where I learned to worship through my instrument now was a camera, was a lens and a camera body and light and how to not only, you know, get, get everything right in camera, but also to figure out, okay, what needs to be captured in this moment? What's going on in the room? How do I, you know, find out what's going on and how to tell that story? I need to know what to capture and then to come back and post and be able to, to stitch it all together. So for me, it's an act of worship and I've, I have had many times <laughs> filming, at, whether it be at Emanate or on the field. I remember in, in Brazil specifically uh, during a time of ministry on the boat when we were heading down the river, 
you know, it's just a powerful time. People were praying all, all over people. People were getting words and, you know, all sorts of stuff was going on. And Kyle was like, hey, like you can you can stop filming. I'm like, no, like, that's, this is what I love to do. This is why I'm here. Like, I, I feel God's presence and, and anointing to be able to do this. And that, to me, is ministry at times yeah. to me. But also, I, I feel I feel that release if I need to put the camera down and go pray for somebody or do whatever. Mm-hmm. I I have the I feel the the release to go do that. But ultimately, you know, this is this is what I'm called to do to document the gospel is a big a big phrase for me. A lot of the the tech crew, Jonathan, myself, you, we kind of understand that like so many things happen on the ground. Most people that travel on a trip, their assignment is a seven day assignment, whereas a lot of our responsibility is extending the trip longer than seven days by documenting what happened and inviting someone who's not on the trip to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. to tell them what happened, to get them on the next one, to get people to partner, you know? And so um, it, it almost can look uh, non-spiritual to someone who's carrying a bunch of stuff on a trip or they're playing with kids all the time. And, and you're dumping footage and you're syncing audio and things like that. And then it's just like, do they not know what's going on? And to all the tech people were like, do you not understand that, that I, mm-hmm. I would sometimes argue that those roles are, are more impactful because you, you know, on a trip you impact a community and the team that is trying to tell the story and record the audio and the music and things like that. We're trying to bring the world to the community. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell too when someone has like been uniquely gifted by God for that and they're anointed for that. Um, and, and we could talk about people who we believe are anointed for that, but use that gifting in other areas, right? Directors or, or they're always like singers that we are watching in like secular genres. And we're like, man, that's, re- <laughs> they, they were created to use that to glorify the Lord and they're choosing not to. But if you've ever watched a video that someone who was really not gifted to do that, and you can see this amazing moment happening, but they're really not anointed and gifted at capturing the moment. It makes me think of like of John Mark, the author of the Gospel of Mark, who is really dictating really the experience of the Apostle Peter. And he's dictating that, like, you know, he's he's getting from the Apostle Peter, this is what happened, and, and how crucial it was for us to have that person who's documenting that, and now we call that the Gospels, right? And, and, and in essence, this is the innovation of that, right? I would hope, too, that it's breathed by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that we are, you know, that these are now need to be canonized, that the videos... But they are spirit-breathed. Listening to your story, it sounds like kind of that initial interaction with Kyle, jumping in, documenting things that are happening at Lee University, mm-hmm. was like the first-ish video experience. Like, was that where that started? Well, I, I took a video class, a TV class in high school because my brother, who is 18 months older than me, he took it. And so, really, I just wanted to do whatever he did. Yeah, And so I, I took the class. It was cool. It was fun. And I really enjoyed it. And so then my, my parents said, um, 
you need to go to college, which wasn't like a negative for me. I was planning yeah. a little bit on going and traveling with my spiritual father to go do ministry. And, um, you know, I tossed that to them like, no, you need to go to college. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go study something that I love to do. <laughs> if I'm going to go to college, it's going to be fun. It's going to, you know, I'm not going to do something that I don't enjoy. And so I just chose telecommunications, which is now better named digital media. Um, and so that's what I did. And so I had I had some experience before. And I guess when I was a video historian, it was my sophomore year, so a year into that major. But that was my first kind of like role. Hey, I'm the video guy. Go ahead. You're pretty organized, systematic person, I would think, in personality. Like, sure. I mean, you like to know details, I guess, like the average person. How do, how, how do you like, in the sense of, I mean, like you do wedding shoots and things mm-hmm. like that, you kind of know, you know, play-by-play what's going to happen. And with far-flung trips, there's not much play-by-play. Do you like that aspect on a trip where you're like, we have no clue where the story's headed? Or do you, what is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think day-to-day kind of the way I function, you can look at my, my files on my computer. There's folders, then there's subfolders, like then mine. there's right. <laughs> <laughs> icons on icons. But um yeah, I mean structurally I like I like structure like organization. I think that comes from my dad. He's Japanese. Um but yeah I think but experiences, I like the unknown. I love it. I would much rather go into something not knowing details, not knowing knowing the big picture, but not knowing the ins and the outs, just to, mm-hmm. just to experience it. And that is what's fun to me. And I find, I find enjoyment out of that. We've been on trips together. I'm just like, Kyle, where, where's this story? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. We're, we're day, you know, day three out of seven. Mm-hmm. And I know about 30% of what's going to be on this film. Like, Which is scary. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what do I need to capture? And so, you know, at that point, I'm just trying to get whatever I can get. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about Stephen, that I, I have the most security in him as far as when we're doing a film. It, it, like, I, I know that, you know, you, there's some great videographers and, and photographers we get and things like that, and they'll get a, enough. And Stephen will be like, I'm going to make sure he's got multiple cho- you know, choices. And, and just the, I just have full trust in him like I, my stress level goes immediately down on a trip knowing if he's on it because i know the video side i'm like okay this is gonna this is gonna happen um <laughs> that being said we're gonna do uh, i'm gonna tap out because um we just got a last minute um uh, pastor that we've been wanting to become a partner pastor partner church that i've been hunting down for a while he's just said can you meet at 11.15? And it's 11.14. And I said, well, he said, can you meet tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, we're having a baby tonight. <laughs> can you meet today? He said, yeah. can you meet at 11.15? So I'm going to skip out, even though I would love to be a part of this conversation. So the next voice, for those of you that don't see the switch happen in the seats, if you are listening, you should still check out the YouTube channel, Far Flung Teen Can Podcast, and watch the video podcast as well. But the next voice you'll hear instead of mine is Jonathan Warbay. He's not going to get is like in the room at every podcast anyways. He's just not always on mic or on camera. Um, this is kind of the nature of the organization. Like yeah. it's 
like especially i feel like we're in this big growth phase so there's a lot of times hey we need to do this we need to do this this person's here and here and here um and the story the story continues we, we don't stop recording because one person needs to make adjustments and so um so y- you come to lee you come to far-flung tin can already having like a really deep-seated kind of place of faith in christ mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. that came from your family your family was yeah. like Faith, you know, that was a big part of your family? Yeah, for sure. Family was huge, a huge part of that. My mom and my dad, my brother. And then also the, the church we were at was a huge factor yeah. for me. The youth group we were at was just incredible. The youth pastor, Glenn Walters, if you're watching. Um, he was a great, great impact on my life. Yeah. And um, really went into the deeper things, right? Well, the ordinary youth pastor, hey, let's come in, let's play games. And, you know, rah, rah, rah. Like, we went after the deep things. And... um you know, taught taught us how to pray, how to read, how to minister, um, and just that 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 seed is still bearing fruit in my life. Was was Jonathan in choir and Jeremy were those mm-hmm. guys around like with you in that same season? Because I was like I was older than you guys, so yeah, I wasn't you're, around you're for gone. that. Were were all of you together? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if we got in at the same time. No, you got in. I think a year, maybe a year or two before, mm-hmm. uh, and then Jeremy hopped in. Kind of the tail end. Yeah, because he was in, um, what's the other choir? EVS. EVS, yeah. Yep. With Zeke. For like one or two years. That's <laughs> right. That's crazy. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke the Sneak. So, Zeke the sneak. I guess we are uh, eight months, seven or eight months into me and Ashley moving here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, Jonathan had been involved, you've been involved, I've been involved in Far Flung for a long time. And then in the last, like, 10 months, it's just been, like, this dissension of all of these people mm-hmm. all coming together. But I'll never forget, me and Kyle and Jeremy are, at this time, this was a conference room. It's not a conference room anymore, but it was. So the three of us are talking about Far Flung and what's going to happen. And, and we're not sure if Jeremy's going to move down here, if he's going to stay here. Because mm-hmm. we know I'm moving. I'm coming. And I'm telling Jeremy, you got to stay, man. Come <laughs> right. on, man. you got to stay. And and the truth is like Jonathan's here all the time but like we're at that point we're not really sure too like what's the next step for him and Amanda and I remember all the me and Jonathan or me and Kyle and Jeremy and I remember us saying like at that point there's no money for anybody to get paid yeah and yeah I remember us saying like who would be the first person far flung would hire if we had money and everybody's like Steven Steven now <laughs> We still don't have any money. <laughs> we still haven't like I mean, like, you know, like there's a lot of like nuts and bolts to Steven working here and he's doing a ton of stuff like um, freelance and working mm-hmm. for other places while this is part of God's calling for him, too. But there was this awareness early on in me coming into Far Flung, yeah. how important to Kyle and to the mission of innovating missions your role was mm-hmm. but like you really man before coming to far flung man you're doing it yeah it wasn't like you were outside of ministry you were mm-hmm. in ministry like give us kind of like that you're stepping from one kind of very deep like pool of ministry into another pool of ministry mm-hmm. what was that like yeah it was um i was on staff at a church should i, should I mention the church is that okay yeah, cause it's a, sure. it was a good. I, yeah. mean, I think I think it's okay yeah. to mention it because 
There was no bad no. part of it. It was right. a good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't guess it matters. I'm just careful. I don't want to like name drop or anything like that. But oh no, kinda you're is, good. Kind of is what it yeah, is. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. Think. So Stephen was like on staff at Free Chapel, killing it over there. Yeah, it's a great team. We yeah. have a lot of people like at some of the churches down there from far flung that yeah. are involved in in places. So yeah, at Free Chapel with yeah. Pastor Jensen Franklin yeah. and yeah. and Jonathan Etienne, who's down there, yeah. and different ones. Tyler Richardson was there for a season. Yeah, yeah. just a lot of other people, but. Janie had had been singing there some, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was on I was on staff there, and I was, I was basically brought on to kind of make the commercials, in the, <laughs> if you want to call it that, <laughs> like that. The, the commercials at the end of the the television program, right? So with your gift of one thousand dollars or more this morning, <laughs> I won't name the gifts that we gave out, um, but you know that's kind of what I did. Holy yeah. water, and um, and then one day my boss approached me. He was like, hey, uh, you know, we're going pastor and taking a team over to Israel with, with, you know, the big tour, all that kind of stuff. He's like, you want to go? And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Just sign me up. Let's right. go. And so um, that that was awesome. Um, just me and another guy, Taylor, were, we were the crew <laughs> to go out there. So very like, you would think, you know, Free Chapel, Jensen Franklin, we would have you know, audio guys, we'd have four shooters, we'd have a producer. It's like, no, it's just me and Taylor. <laughs> we'd, and we'd yeah, go. I would have thought all those things too. Yeah, we would go around <laughs> with, with gear, set up, beat 200 people to a certain spot, set up our stuff, mic pastor up, hit record, and we're, we're going. So it was very run and gun. Um, but I was able to go to, to Israel with pastor three times in, in 18 months. And one of those times, um, right after you leave Israel, you can see Stephen shows up in Peru. Yeah. Yes. Like flies from like like from the Dead Sea. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. We were in the Dead Sea at when, on Wednesday. I think we left yeah. like Thursday night <laughs> to fly out. So he Stephen went from literally probably the lowest the lowest place place in elevation in elevation to the highest city yeah. on the planet. Right. Like seventeen right up to seventeen thousand feet of elevation uh, below sea level, and this man. We felt so bad for Steven. Like, Steven's a trooper. Like, he's talking about he's running and gunning, having to beat people there. Like, this dude can do that. But when you go from below sea level <laughs> to 17,000 feet of elevation, no joke. at one point he says, God, I'm sorry, bro. I feel so bad, but I got to tap out. Yeah. And this dude just sat because he couldn't <laughs> move. It's like, I feel like every, like, if he moved a finger, he was like exhausted. Yeah, that was rough. But it was worth it. it was um, awesome. What was your like first trip with Far Flung? My first trip was, it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> it was the together it trip was to Guatemala. Like morning. Oh, okay. And the crazy thing was, Jonathan was working at a church yep. just outside of Miami. Yep. We we connect in Miami uh, from Atlanta to Miami, and then down to Guatemala. And then we Kyle sends us a text or an email or something to everybody that was on the trip. It was the first together trip. He's like, barring some unforeseen event, we'll see you tonight. And then we'd land in Miami and Michael, I remember Michael Cox gets off the plane. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, our flight's canceled. And we're all just like, oh, we've been cutting jokes all day. Right. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, look at the ticker. It's canceled. Our flight to Guatemala City's canceled. And we're just like, no. And we look on the news and a volcano exploded, oh erupted God. in Guatemala. <laughs> and so all the flights into Guatemala City were canceled. And so we were stuck in Miami for two days 
Yeah. And then I remember Jonathan um, and his pastor graciously hosted us for the night, took us out to Cuban food after uh, the rehearsal, which is amazing. But I remember talking, I had a conversation with Jonathan in the hotel lobby. He's like, bro, how do I, how do I get involved with Far Flung? Yep. You know, and, I forgot that. And I was just like, dude, you just got to do it. I forced my way in. That's crazy. I text Kyle after I graduated from Lee in 2012. And Kyle and I, like, we knew each other. We never hung out. We yeah. were never like buddy buddies. We would go to group things together. But, you know, he was kind of like the president. He was the top dog and whatever. But I text him, hey, bro, like, can I, can I be your intern? Even though you don't have a college degree and I do now. Can I still be your intern? <laughs> and and at the time he was living where? He was living in Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. He so was he was pastoring. Youth pastoring yeah. and youth doing pastoring far, flung. And far right. flung. And you went to intern but with far flung. The far Correct. flung side yeah, of with what far he was flung. doing. Right. So okay. I, I spent about six weeks up there with him. We traveled around to different uh youth camps and general assemblies, set up booths and things yeah. like that. So yeah, but I was I guess I was Far Flung's first intern. And um it was fun. So but was there anyway. a point when, you know, because I feel like it's sometimes it's like we don't really know when we're in far flung. It's like suddenly we are like, oh, you're in far flung. Was it was there like a point where you're like, wait, am I am I in far flung or am I like still wondering if I'm in far flung? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a great question. You know? I, I don't know. I guess it was when I was an intern. So all right, I guess I'm in. Far yeah, flung. I think I think the the people who have. Like jumped into the organization later on, right? Have had more of the question: Am I in? Am I not in? Right. Because you might come and play bass for a service because mm-hmm. we need a bass player, and you love it. And you're like, yeah, man, I, I want to connect. And you play bass for two or three more services, and you're not really sure. Wait a minute, am I? Mm-hmm. Did I just get contracted in to play bass, or am <laughs> right. I a part? Right. Like, and, and, and you bought Kyle. your own T-shirt, so nobody gave you a T-shirt, right. but like. <laughs> At Steven's level, at that point, like, they don't have t-shirts. Like, Steven is, like, the no. only, yeah. him and Kyle are are what makes up Far Flung. Yeah. So, it's, like, probably more for the for the people later in. That's true. When you're interning with Kyle, mm-hmm. um, did you see all of this then? No, I saw a basement filled with medical supplies <laughs> and little volunteers. And I actually tried to get Kyle to move. I had a conversation. Hey, what if you move the office to Chattanooga? Really? To Cleveland. He's like, no, like everybody's leaving. It's a college town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he remembers that or not, but I remember having that conversation with him because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like my, at the time my, um, my wife was still, at, was still going to Lee, had one more year left. She's my girlfriend at the time. I was like, well, I'm going back. So you should, you know, you should come, you should do this, move, move everything that you have built up to come be with me and i mean the church of mansfield was a huge support to far flung oh, and yeah, to kyle sure. and i mean and yeah. still are and that, yeah that yeah. was his main support right yeah the there's community still up a there huge in support yeah. to our mm-hmm. organization yeah. um his dad is still like a great voice to all of us yeah uh, shout out to pastor bruce bruce um i just think now far flung is like you, you hear you you have your office right between me and jeremy yeah warbase across the hall kyle's at the end of the hall we have adventures with far flung puppets where yeah. you're like shooting puppet stuff and, mm-hmm. and your like involvement in like all things video, but mm-hmm. not just video, the spiritual side of far flung and uh, all of that. But you were there early, early, like yeah. when Kyle was still in Ohio mm-hmm. 
And it's just interesting, this development. And, like, nobody thought we were going to do puppets. Right. Like, you know, I mean, we were doing music, but Mm -hmm. at the level that we do music now, I don't know that we were there. Right. Right. Um, But did you see this happening? Did you you think one day, I I, I think one day I'm going to, I'm going to do Far Flung. One day I'm going to, like, this is going to be a part of my life full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I told my wife Morgan, I was like, from pretty much day one, so what do you want to do? I want to be a Far Flung full time. And she would just laugh because it's like nothing on <laughs> nothing on her, but it's just like, well, there's no money there. There's no way they can pay you full time salary. There's no way that we're going to go there and be missionaries or raise our own support or, mm-hmm. or do whatever. And that was just my heart to document the gospel. And, you know, people are like, well, can't you do that with other, with other organizations? Can't you do that by yourself and start your own thing? I'm just like, why? There's already one here that I'm connected with. I've told Kyle on many trips, this is where everything aligns for me. Yeah. John Maxwell has the three R's. They're right here. <laughs> um, yeah. But I remember yeah. doing a study and, and that's um, with John Maxwell. And it was, I forget what the R's are, but you align those three three r's in your life then that's where you need to be and i was, I was like kyle this is where this is where everything aligns for me yeah right my calling to document the gospel on trips the spiritual side the being able to, to flow with whatever happens spiritually and just in life in general and uh and then the worship the deep well of worship that we have here i mean i feel like it's where everything aligns for me sometimes i can have like this this knowledge of I want to be here. I mm-hmm. want to do this. I want to go and do this thing. One day I want to fill in the blank. But then, like the timing of it all, mm-hmm. that gets really complicated in life. And it doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're like creative, mm-hmm. a pastor, and you're like, one day I want to build a new campus. One day I want to franchise my company. One day yeah. I want to do this. And a lot of it comes like like to timing. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, there's a lot to knowing the market, knowing when to get out, when to get in, when to expand, like when to go into like, you know, maintaining. You're having come into Far Flung so early, jumped in really early and, and became very important to Kyle early on. Like, I don't know that, I don't know that I was important to Kyle early on. <laughs> um, relationally, man, we, we had that. And then yeah. I felt like I had that with all of you guys, but mm-hmm. like, you were very important early on. What was it like, like trying to like time it all out? I feel like it's like catching a wave right at the ocean and you're trying to time it. How was that? Because now you left your job, you left Free Chapel on yep. great terms, love yep. them yep. and the whole team down there. They love you, um, which is a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when people leave churches, it's it's through church hurt. Right, right. But none of that here. Right. How was it? trying to find that timing for you for morgan because you have several children mm-hmm. and a family several. you make it sound like we haven't got like nine kids like with, with the new Ooh, I mean, maybe it's just prophetic you know yeah yeah i'm out of it yeah you're done <clears throat> yeah it was it was very difficult to like make a decision of like all right this is the time we felt like we knew this is where we wanted to be it's where we needed time. to be and the timing was the very difficult thing I felt at Emanate last year, so in 20, uh, 2020, we both kind of felt like, okay, we need to make a jump. We need, this needs to happen. We just don't know when. Mm. 
and um, it, it eventually came down. I mean, then I heard Brian and Ashley are moving here. Yeah. And so I was like, it's possible. Because so, for me, like, that wasn't possible before. It's like, oh, no, we're raising our own support. It's like, really? It's like, okay. So that kind of opened the door in my mind, in my heart and spirit. Like, okay, this is possible. And then Jeremy comes down to visit and ends up staying. And I'm like, okay, this is this is really possible. So you guys kind of like blazed that trail. Mm. And I remember feeling actually a little bit jealous whenever I heard you, you were coming down. And Morgan asked me, like, are you jealous that Brian and Ashley are moving? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think for me, like I wanted to be the first full-time yeah. in-house guy. But anyway, uh, so it was just you guys kind of paving that trail. And then for me, it was just conversations with a lot of different people. Uh, firstly, with my wife, with the Lord, um, with with Brian, Jeremy. I mean, I, I talked to, to Brian and Jeremy pretty much two or three times a week for <laughs> six or eight months. I don't know. And just kind of tossing ideas back and forth. How do we make this happen? What do we do? How do I get pre-approved for a house? Which I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> um, but, you know, just like all the practical yeah. questions and nuts and bolts. But ultimately it came down to, do I trust God? Mm. Do I believe that He's good and He has my best interests in mind? And I, to kind of go back to my youth, and I always felt like there was this tightrope that we had to walk as far as our destiny goes. If you make one wrong step, mm. if you if you choose you know, to, if you chose the wrong major in college, like your destiny's gone, or, you know, and when it comes to like marriage, yeah. I kids, laugh because I'm, I was like yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. What does God want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is the good, perfect, pleasing will of God for my life? Right. And I just got to a place. I'm like, no, I, I believe God's good. And not that I can do whatever I want to, and he's going to bless it, but I believe that he's good and I'm his son. Yeah. And just that, that kind of sonship and, uh, that beloved identity for me is just like, okay, I can do this. And I think that God is going to, got to catch us. And so I remember having one conversation. We'd already decided to move. A big security blanket for us was Morgan teaching at a school. Oh yeah. At, at, across the street at RKSM. Yeah. That was a big safety blanket for us. Okay. Well, at least we know how that we have that income coming in at the time. Uh, our daughter Rio was two months old. So very newborn. And we moved to, to Georgia for Morgan to stay home with Willow, our oldest. And so she's been out of uh, staying at home for six years. And then now yeah. she's like, we're going to move. I'm going to work. We have a baby. We have three kids. You know, how is this all going to happen? And she just got really overwhelmed. And I remember about a week into, after I put in my two weeks notice, we don't have a job. Our house is under contract. And we're sitting in our master bedroom closet. And she's just like, I just can't do it. I can't go work. And I'm just like, something like rose up in me and just said, well, this is where we fly. Mm. There's no safety blanket. Yeah. I had one contract on the books, which is not near enough to pay hardly anything. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is where we fly. This is where the Lord steps in and we fly. And, um, you know, for me, that's kind of like a monumental moment. That was really actually like my only kind of real faith moment in this whole journey. <laughs> but it's something that I tell and something that Morgan tells. But, I, you know, I wonder how many Bible yeah. Bible characters, right? Things yeah. that are recorded in Scripture, these great things that these leaders did. But, like, I wonder how many moments they had, like, where I was just, like, cowering in fear and just, like, doubt and worry and just, like, asking all these questions. But then what's recorded is, this is where we fly. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is where we step up. I from feel where like we if fly. Steven were to edit his own life, like in that moment, it would be like the slow motion, right? Of like this <laughs> building. Yes. Like, do, do, this do, is do, where do, we do, do, This is where we fly. Hey, uh, I'm going to get Jeremy to do like a, some lo fi beat. This is where we fly. <laughs> and then like drop into And then we'll just do like we'll name it the Kawakami, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think it's like the if I perish, I perish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my my commentary on hearing that too is is I don't I don't see that as as Morgan just kind of knowing her. This is not someone who's unwilling to work. Right. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Right. Someone who's saying, man, I feel deeply called mm-hmm. to still be here with yep. our kids, yeah, absolutely. with a baby during this time. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not supposed to, because she's like, that's like a lifelong thing, dream for her. Like, right. that's like a, like, that's where she ultimately wants yep. to influence the lives of kids. Absolutely. So that moment, even with you and her, it's saying, wait a minute, if, if God's going to line this up for you, mm-hmm. it, it's not supposed to bring everything out of alignment for our spouse. Right. And that's how like churches should be like, you know, the pastor's vision as God aligns it into like his rhythm, all the other ministries shouldn't have to now be out of alignment. Right. Right. Adventures with far flung, the music, the documentary, the traveling, one thing should not come into alignment and everything else fall out. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you and, and Morgan, like, I just can't do it. Like, you know, this is a this is a girl who's got your back, mm-hmm. who will work hard, who will hustle, who's a good mom. Yeah. I'm hearing that. I bet that was so hard for her to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because she had like basically two dreams on the line that were very conflicting, right? To stay home mm-hmm. and to work. <laughs> you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. But these were two things. And again, like this was her, her dream was to, to be at, at RKSM, to work with these yeah. kids, to to be at the same place as our other two kids, to have the same schedule, you know, just practicals yeah, working yeah. out through all that stuff. But yeah, that was her just releasing that and me also releasing that in my in my spirit to say, okay, well, God, I trust you to meet our finances, but I also trust you with that door. If it closes, it closes. And that's, that's something that, you know, it's fine. But if it, you know, I trust you that it's going to work out whatever you want will work out and that if it's not that it's going to be something better and that was hard because it again it had been a big dream for her for years to work at the school and then the offer's on the table and she's just like i can't yeah um one it was an m&a somebody prophesied Mm -hmm. uh, a minister prophesies over far flung and talks about um these great sums of money that that one day you're going to have a two million dollar donations and and all this stuff and when that happens i'm there i'm not working for far flung i'm Mm -hmm. just like a traveler member just jumping in and i remember walking over kyle in the altar and whispering in his ear that two million dollar donation will come when there's a 2.2 million dollar need right god's not giving us two million dollars when we need five hundred thousand right there's this element of of like stepping out in faith and and I even like to say just stepping out in obedience mm-hmm. more than stepping out in faith. Obedience includes him in it. Faith is almost yeah. like this wishful thinking. I'm going to step out in faith, hope God catches me. Mm-hmm. Where stepping out in obedience, hey, I'm following your will and I'm going to trust you if we crash, 
we're going to crash, but I'm going to crash in obedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat. Like as you guys came and you're taking these steps of obedience, that's huge. Like with Morgan, you guys stepping away from the school, that thing for me was as big as as when you guys just left mm-hmm. like the church and left Atlanta and moved up here. And I was like, man, they're, they're going to walk this thing out. Yeah. They're going to walk it out God's way. Yeah. Some cool things opened up though. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. the when so we had that conversation in in the in the closet where I said, you know, this is where we fly. Again, a week until my job at Free Chapel ends and not knowing what we're going to step into financially here in Chattanooga, but I just had a confidence that God was going to catch us. And um so then I I go to church. Um the next, I think it was the next day or the day after, and uh, my boss comes in. He's like, "Hey, we uh, got your the new hire. Your replacement's coming in on Monday, so you can train him for a week." Which was a huge relief for me mm-hmm. because that was one thing I wanted to leave well was to be able to leave the team in a good place. And so, basically, the guy who came in has done work for us. Um, I say us like I'm still there. Um, has done work for Kingdom yeah. Connection and for Free Chapel, and um, he is an awesome dude and. I was really happy to hear that we were able to to hire him because basically every department for years has tried to hire him and it was just like didn't work out. But anyway, he comes on and we got to lunch and we we're just kind of chatting whatever. He's and he he came from um he he runs a very successful uh, video production company and they mostly do higher end weddings in Atlanta. He's in with all the wedding planners and all that kind of stuff and so like, dude, what, what's going to happen with life? You what are you, what are you doing? Like I was confused like why are you here? Why do you want this job? Yeah. And, um, but he's like, yeah, man, I just feel called to free chapel, blah, blah, blah. And he's and I was like, what are you going to do with life? You, he's like, well, it's yours if you want it. I said, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Like I was planning on dissolving it and canceling all the weddings on that are on the books. He's like, if you want it, it's yours. Wow. And I'm like thinking in my head, cause like Kyle said, I'm, I'm pretty systematic and very practical. And when it comes to stuff like this, I'm like, to drive two and a half hours you know all this other stuff about just log- logisticals yeah. right I have to find second shooters and gear and like all this other stuff but it's like yeah we'll figure it out let's do it yeah and so that didn't come until like after <laughs> it's a weekend of my job ending after i put in my yeah. two weeks notice and the lord just opened that door and, and and it's really cool um now i get to do these weddings and uh barbara shot one with me kyle shot one with me and it's just really awesome to be able to to not only like be involved with Farflung, but to be able to to financially give back to yeah. to those in, in the office who are raising their own support, mm-hmm. who are in turn like walking their own faith journey. It's like, hey, here's this check. Like, just come with me for a day to shoot. Um, like, I know, like with Warbay, like just practically, like it's great experience yeah. to shoot. So it's like a win for me because I get a second shooter for the wedding. It's a win for Warbay. He gets money, and it's a win for Farflung because. People are being trained yeah. with how yeah. to shoot right. and even now, like how to edit and things like that. So yeah. I think it's like a, a quadruple win, 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 win. I think there's part of, of what God's putting together here at Far Flung is um, everybody everybody is operating in this like tent making, this mm-hmm. Pauline kind of like yeah. everybody. Jeremy has side stuff that he's doing with agencies he works with and mm-hmm. 
and music and, and Warbay's got that entrepreneurial thing with the company that he has here yeah. that's doing like soft wash and mm-hmm. stuff. And man, I know Kyle over the years has done like all kinds of stuff from contracting video stuff to like driving Uber or whatever it takes to provide for your family yeah. yep. and to walk out the calling. I've mm-hmm. done the same thing. Um, do a lot of like filling in as a musician, worship leader mm-hmm. or preaching at churches and different things. Um, or doing little contracting jobs, handyman stuff. Um, I think that's part of the reason it works is because all of us <laughs> are willing to work. Yeah. yeah. We didn't say, okay, God, um, we want you to be red carpet for us and lay mm-hmm. it out yeah. and do all this. Um, you know, one thing you said, we were talking not long ago um, about um, like just direction. You know, you said sometimes when you get on the interstate, Right. You have to go one direction to go the direction you're trying to go to, but the direction that it's taking you is like opposite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like to the left. And so it's just interesting. You I hate know, it, man. Those right? little clover leaf <laughs> things, oh, yeah. right? It's do a full why? circle. Mm-hmm. I want to go west, so right. I should turn west. I should turn west. Why are they making me turn east just to loop around? Right. And, yeah. and I don't like it. And yeah, and we're yeah. talking about And through so, that. yeah, and it's interesting because like, Stephen, you know, you had your journey, your season, right? Mm-hmm. You've had your season, Pastor, and Kyle's had his season. I've had my season. Jeremy's had it. And we all have, like, it's interesting because we all have a lot of things in common. But there's also, like, specifics, right? Like, you pastored. You had to manage a church, manage volunteers, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so Jeremy owned a company. He's a producer. Your video, you know, I'm over here. Like, I'm the dude with a hammer and a nail, you know, hanging stuff and up. Paintbrush. I know a little bit of music, paintbrush, you know. And Warway's so, like, like, knows everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, and, and is a translator and yeah. all these, and can sing and can play and all, right. so, <laughs> all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And so we have, you know, we have each like such a, a vast, like, I feel like library of abilities, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, and Steve, like a lot of people don't know this about Stephen, but Stephen's a very profound thinker, right? Along with like that yes. linear, like organized thinking. Like, I don't know that I've ever talked to Stephen and walked away being like, oh yeah, that was an okay conversation. I'm like, what did I just get hit with? You know what I mean? Because this guy knows, like he knows his word, he knows his facts. And so... Um, it's just, it's really cool. Like timing, right? I remember, I don't know, 2016, I think is when we had Sunfest. Um, yeah. like the Lord had already kind of been speaking transition, but mm-hmm. it took like this many years later, Yeah, you know, yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's several times we tried to move here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the door was like obviously closed. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was like God just saying, just step out on faith or obedience. Yeah. I think there's there's something to like of course Kyle's he stepped back in the room. I'm gonna get a thumbs up from his phone call. Hopefully the phone call went good. Yeah, he got thumbs up from that. So his his meeting went good. Um it's kinda like as Marion's a day away from today. from having the baby today, tomorrow. A few hours. Yeah. Six hours? Okay. Um it's kinda like with that. You don't you don't want like your wife to go into labor early. Mm-hmm. You also don't want her to go into labor late. Mm-hmm. There's a window yeah. where it's just like this healthy window. Now, it's not specific. It's not like you need to go into labor this minute. Right. I think there's just this window of time where you're where you're kind of given. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're so fortunate that the Lord gives us a ton of grace Yes. in all of that. Um, my last question, um, and then you can 
you know, kind of like anything else you want to share from the Kawakami step. What What are some of the things that you're most excited about now that you're here in regards to yours and Morgan's even, if you're of her connection to of involvement with Far Flung? What are you like really excited about jumping into? I just love being here. I love being in the office, being with everybody, having this community here. Um, but also just having the flexibility and the freedom just to go on the trips and to to make these films. I think um, the longer we're established here, I think the more practically, the more uh, of my business work I can kind of hand off and the more I can be hands-on with with the the editing, the color grading, different things like that that I really want to do. And then just, again, just building this community um, I say building as if it's not already established, but just being involved in this community that we have here is, is huge for, for myself and for Morgan and the family just to grow together. And uh, um, a big thing for us is to be involved in a, in a supernatural environment yeah. where the supernatural is common. And yeah. so I think we're amongst a group of people who like spirited, mm-hmm. not just like minded, not life, similar life circumstances, seasons of life, but like, like spirited to where we can all come together and we can you know say things like you know for me i want to be able to capture a physical miracle through the camera wow yeah i want to do that yeah and for people to be like yeah so be it. and not be like oh like how's that gonna you know when no it's like yeah that's gonna happen and that to me is just super encouraging um, I'm going to ask Warbe if he can do this. I think he can. If you want to get involved with the Kawakamis, um, whether that's support or you are interested in getting involved in the business that he does outside of Farflung yep. through weddings or events and that kind of stuff, I'm going to ask you to put a link to where Absolutely. they can contact him in the show notes. Yep. Um, other than that, thanks for jumping in with Farflung Tin Can Podcast. We'll check you guys out the next episode yeah time to go teach the middle schoolers there we go goodbye this is where we fly <laughs> <laughs>